0: Uh, Hi, everybody, (laughs) and uh, welcome to another episode of Luke Who's Watching today, or in this episode I'm going to talk about the 1968 film, Bullet, starring uh, Steve McQueen, Uh, who else is in it? Uh, Jacqueline Bissett, she's like Steve McQueen's uh, partner. Uh, Robert Vaughan, who just plays like a smooth, slimy guy, I think he's like the, the DA or something, uh, Don Gordon, Robert deval makes an appearance as a cab driver, and um, who else? Oh, Simon Oakland is the captain, and uh, yeah, they're sort of the main the main dudes. And, um, you know, before I get into it, I was going to say, Steve McQueen, now, is he, when I was watching this, I was like, is he uh, a... a A 60s sort of Tom Cruise. Less extreme, though, but is sort of, like, smooth, um, suave-esque, does all his own stunts, right? And is just sort of, like, a cool guy. That said, when I say... When I use the term cool guy, like, I wouldn't want to be friends with Tom Cruise, but I would probably want to be friends with Steve McQueen. So he's just, like, a cool guy... Uh, to me, Steve McQueen, much like I think him and like Paul Newman are probably my two favourite um, actors, I was about to say period actors, no, actors of like uh, the, the mid to late 60s, early 1970s, um, because they're sort of both like smooth, cool, suave dudes, you know, love a bit of Paul Newman and love a bit of Steve McQueen. So let's get into it. I'll just run you through it and as always so it starts off with some great music that is literally the first note i have great music it's like music so <ESIN hai> sort of thing and that like music comes back at various points in the the film it's and i like lo- i like it it's like jazzy um jazzy blues or something like that's pretty great so um We see, like, it starts off... I actually forgot this. I have seen this film a couple of times. I think twice, I reckon, I've watched it. Um, I've most definitely watched it before. Most definitely seen it before. And I completely forgot about uh, this start bit, if I'm honest. But we see, uh, like, a robbery. So we're in Chicago, and we see, like, a robbery happen or a bit of like a, yeah, a bit of a robbery sort of thing happen, raid type thing, and um, somebody there, like, escapes, and this bit, right, is comical. So we see somebody escape. So people are, like, breaking into this building. Uh, Somebody's there. They escape, and we see (laughs) somebody... So the guy who's escaping, he's in a car driving, and we see somebody shooting at the vehicle. And I'm... Completely miffed as to how they can not shoot the person driving the vehicle. It is ridiculous. Oh, my God. I just... Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, so we see a guy then, like, after the escape. We're in uh, New York... Uh, sorry, um, San Francisco, because that's where the film takes place. And there's a guy in a hat, and he's just doing shit. So he's, like, in a taxi, and he... Oh, now this... Okay, so he goes to a hotel, and he asks the guy behind the counter, oh, have you got any any um letters for, what's the guy? Like Johnny, friggin' Johnny Smith or whatever, right? And the guy behind the counter's like, at the reception's like, oh, uh, what's the room number? And he goes, oh, I don't have a room. So it's just, so it's like a random guy just walked into a hotel. Oh, yeah, do you have any mail or messages for Johnny, Johnny Smith? Like, okay. So anyway, he goes and... But the guy looks, and he goes, no, nothing here. And the guy's like, oh, okay, and leaves. What? Don't tell random people if you have messages for people in your hotel. Like, whatever. That was, I found that crazy. Anyway, so then uh, we see, next bit, Steve McQueen, just being a cool guy. Well, he's in bed. He's, uh, I think the other other copy works have turned up. What's his name? Cometti K- or something. He turns up and um, to Steve's house, and you know they go and they have. To, where do they go? Oh, they go to Robert Vaughan's house. Now, you don't know Steve McQueen's Steve McQueen's sort of what he does at this point, but once he gets out of his car at at uh, Robert Vaughan's place, you know he's a detective because he's wearing the trademark detective costume which is basically the beige uh trench coat. So we see that <laughs> Steve McQueen there which is great. And then you know he he Robert Fawn, who's like a greasy smooth type of guy um talks to him and Robert Fawn's like the he's like the he has some political clout. I think he is the local DA because he has a case it's obviously at trial and he wants steve mcqueen and his team to basically keep somebody safe over the weekend he goes for 40 hours you're monday i need this person in court monday morning so the whole film takes place like sort of over the weekend um and i think probably I would have to say concludes Monday evening. If I was to go through a timeline for you, I guess I go 40 hours, 40 hours um, sort of thing. Uh, so that's fine. Now, hold on. Is that, uh, yeah, I reckon sort of, I'd have to say it concludes. I don't think it would conclude on the Sunday night. Anyway, it takes place over a couple of days. Right. So he's supposed to be, like, sort of early Saturday morning type thing. But Oh, but then... Oh, well. Now I'm doubting the timeline. But it has to. Anyway. Whatever. So, pretty... Pretty... So it's, it's pretty straightforward. Steve McQueen has to protect a witness for Robert Vaughan, okay, over the weekend, or for 40 hours, I think he says, over... We'll just say over the weekend, so the person can get to court Monday to testify in this juicy case Robert Vaughan is is doing something to do with somebody's some uh, you know uh, money laundering thing or whatever. So that's fine. So Steve McQueen and his team go to uh, the hotel that Robert Vaughan has got the suspect at. So they get inside the room, grubby room. Okay, now this is interesting. Hotel lobbies or hotel reception in this film, very good. But this hotel room, at least this one we see, ordinary. You know, if it was shit up the walls, I would not be surprised. Grubby and Steve Queen's there. He's like him and his, his main assistant. Um, what's his name? Kometi or whatever. I'm going to call him Kometi. They're like scouting the room out. And there's two windows that are like look straight out onto a major... Road, like a big overpass highway. So Steve McQueen's like, this is a shit room. He's not thrilled about it. And the other guy's like, oh, yeah, well, Robert Vaughn picked it out. Uh, you know, um, and he's like, just stay away from the windows, close the curtains type thing. Anyway, so Steve's like, so this is how the shifts are going to work. We, you know, we're here to protect you, whatever. So I've that, got that sorted. Now, if... Um, if this all went like you, you can sort of, you know, you can you could you can tell because we're twenty like we're twenty minutes in of like the first sort of half an hour of this film. Pretty a lot happens, um, and you know we're like you know twenty minutes in, fifteen minutes in, and you think surely something's got to happen because there's still an hour and forty five minutes right, and an hour and a half of this film to go. How's it go? Uh, goes for an hour and uh, sorry, one hundred thirteen minutes. So, not quite two hours. That's cool. Now we see Steve McQueen being social with. Uh, I'm going to say Mrs. Bullet, right? His uh, his lady, who's uh, uh, a British, and she must be like an engineer or an architect or something because he goes to her office. This is uh, now. I'm like. Is she, why is she working on a Saturday, right? Anyway, so he goes to her office, uh, and she's there. She needs to know information about how much water a pipes can carry, or whatever. So, like, and so she must be like an engineer or an architect or something. The office, though, looks like fun. It's jazzy, very bright, and she has like a lovely bright yellow uh, dress on. Pretty nice. Anyway. That's cool. So they're just, you know, there's a nice uh, sort of montage of Steve McQueen being just, you know, whining, dining Mrs. Bullet. Um, I'm going to call her Mrs. Bullet. Oh, yeah, so Steve McQueen, his name's Frank Bullet, or Bullet. And we hear he's like, it's Frank, Lieutenant Bullet. And the movie's called Bullet, okay? Right, we've sorted that. Now, um, we see a scene where, uh, so shit goes down. In the hotel room. So the cop, uh, Steve, he's on the phone t- to um, uh, he, the guy who's who's guarding the um, the suspect at this particular point. Or they're swapping over. They're switching like shifts. So committee's going home. The new kid's coming in to look after it. That's fine. Anyway, so sort of uh, whatever happens. And then that's a montage of Steve being cool, right? And anyway... So There's a bit there where the uh, the guy who's who's guarding the the suspect calls Steve. Oh, sorry, no, he gets a call from reception. Says apparently Robert Vaughn's character and somebody else is there to see him, to see them. So the cop calls Steve and he's like, "Oh, these two guys are are here. Like, what's that about?" And Steve's like, "I've got to come over because um that guy uh, Robert Vaughn that doesn't sound right." So. Steve, like, starts getting over to the hotel. Now, while the guy's on the phone, we see the suspect or the the person they're protecting goes to the door of the hotel, unlatches it, and then sort of, because the cop's like, get away from the door, and he backs off. The door is unlatched. The door is unlocked, okay? And he, the cop notices this. Anyway, as he does, the door gets kicked in. Copper gets shot in the leg and the guy who they're protecting is uh gets killed as well but he is expecting the people to break in they're going to like uh uh let him loose or or um save him i don't know if that's quite the right word but like get him out of there type thing so interesting stuff so he gets shot steve mcqueen turns up Ambulance there, it's going off. It's going off. And so, um, Steve McQueen, the guy gets taken, who's been the suspect, gets taken to the hospital. Steve McQueen gets in the hospital with uh, the copper. Oh, and he says to one of the uniformed police there, he's like, what's his name? His name's like Charlie or something. And it's talking about the room. And he's like, I want it sealed off, Charlie. I want it sealed off. (laughs) I was like... If, that's, if that's, that's, like, you know, if, if you have to pick a line from this film as, like, a great line, for me, it's that one. It's like, oh, got, we've got to seal it off. We've got to seal it off. So that's cool. And then, um, yeah, so we go to the hospital. Now, the, the, oh, the ambulance sirens are like, Aah! like the old school ones, they are awful. But, hey, there you go. Anyway, that's cool. Now, the copper who's been shot tells McQueen that the guy, he gives them a bit of a brief rundown of the two uh, uh, assassins. Um, the guy was using a shotgun, and he says to Steve that the guy they're protecting unlocked the door. And like he was expecting somebody or he was he knew that somebody was going to come. So he Steve McQueen's that's an interesting bit of the investigation, as it were, so that's cool. Um and I went to hospital and the hospital stuff happens, so the doctor um the doctor uh sort of um you know is operating on the guy or their their the dude they have to protect the copper is getting some work done on him and then we see steve what sort of this little bit's like, i guess it's it's like a skip forward as it were it's pretty seamless it's a bit of a skip forward that's okay so we see um uh, the captain turns up and has a talk with steve who's he's jacked like he's like I don't care what happens, I just want results, you know, because he Steve McQueen's like, whose case is this? Is this my case or Robert Vaughan's case sort of thing? And the guy's like, I don't care, I want results, and sort of, you know, says to Steve what's going on. He gives him a brief rundown. Anyway, so the captain leaves. Robert Vaughan turns up, being, like, slimy and smooth, you know, gives Steve a bit of a dressing down, um... And uh, he wants the doctor replaced. Now, this is interesting. I thought about this. Now, the doctor, okay, is a doctor of color, right? Now, um, Robert Vaughan says he want he says to like the head doctor nurse or the supervisor or whatever on the board. He says he wants the doctor replaced. Now, I had a thought about this, and his reason is he says, Dr. So-and-so is too inexperienced. Well, I feel he's too inexperienced. I want somebody else. But is Robert Vaughn just a racist? I don't know. I did sort of think about that, because the doctor, the actor who plays the doctor, does look young, so I'll give him that. But I did sort of think, just I just had a brief thought about it at the time. Um, does he want the doctor replaced for other reasons? Not because he's inexperienced. But anyway, doesn't matter. Now, so the assassins turn up at the hospital. I think that's what happens sort of next. Yeah. So the assassins turn up at the hospital and... Um, the this is interesting. So the the assassin because there's two of them, but one of them goes into the hospital and he we see a, a scene where he asks one of the doctors, "Oh, what, my cousin or whatever's been born with a gunshot wound, dear. Where do you reckon they'll be?" Uh, and the guys, the doctors, like, "Oh, have you been to the reception desk?" And the uh, the guys like, "Oh no, there's, oh, there's nobody there." So the um. The the doctor says, "Oh, well, he might be on level two emergency." And the, the the guy's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, thanks, doctor," and walks off. And then we see there's a scene where Steve McQueen is on the phone to this same doctor saying, "Oh, this might not mean anything, Lieutenant, but uh, somebody was just out here asking for gunshot wounds." And I've said, "I probably shouldn't have." Like he's like, "I mistakenly said, or I probably shouldn't have told him this sort of thing." But um, he I told him to go on. Like he needs probably should go to level two. So Stephen Quinn's like cool. Anyway, he does he does a few calls. He calls the wherever his mate is, uh what am I calling him? Comedi. What's the guy's name? What is it? It's Ah uh, Del Getty I tell you what, Comedi's not far off. Del Getty. So Um that's cool. So he's like our man's in the building. So we see the sus- uh, sorry, the assassin, he's like, um, he uh, puts the, um, sorry, I'm just reading my notes. The suspect, sorry, the assassin has like a syringe. I think he must be going to obviously give something in the IV of, of this guy, uh, of the person who's trying to protect him. If I say He gets sort of, like, spotted by a nurse. He's like, eww. Then the foot chase happens. Now, this film has three chases in it. It has two foot chases, and it has also the infamous car chase. Now, I think that the two foot chases in this film are, are pretty Solid. They're pretty good. The last one, which I'll get, we'll get there, is just uh, is really interesting. When I first watched this film, like I, I was aware, I was aware of the the car chase. However, when the the first foot chase turned up, I was like, "This is good," because Steve is chasing the guy through the hospital. And the suspect though does escape, but they you know so they sort of run down uh, the hospital. They're in the physio area, and um, you know, so the the suspect escapes. But um, the foot chase though is, uh, I think it's, I think it's good. Like I, I the foot chase is it's a solid foot chase. Anyway, so Steve loses the the uh, the assassin. And then we sort of get back inside the um, hospital and the um, Steve gets inside, goes back inside the hospital and goes back up to where their um, guy is, their uh, other person has to protect, and he dies. There you go, he dies. So Steve McQueen at this point makes a decision quite an interesting decision but he makes a decision and what he he says to the doctor this is what we're going to do so he has the body moved to the morgue and he asks the doctor to like try and be coy about it sort of thing i'm i can't i'm not sure what the exact words he uses but the doctor's like oh well, the chart the chart could be misplaced maybe um oh because i think basically steve mcqueen he doesn't want robert vaughn to find out excuse me he doesn't want robert Vaughan to find out that the um their their witness has died um and and what's happened with the body? So Steve McQueen has he's he's gone right. So we're going to move the body to the morgue, put it there under a John Doe doctor. I need you. To, I need your help. So Steve's like, um, sorry, the doctor's like, okay. Well, the the uh, form, his chart can be can be misplaced. It can just go missing. It can be misplaced. So they sort of they get the ball rolling on that. Then. Um, uh yeah so Robert Vaughan turns up at the hospital and he's jacked so like they so they've moved the body Steve McQueen goes home uh Robert Vaughan turns up to hospital he's jacked because he's like where's my witness and they're going we don't know the chart's been misplaced they've been moved we're not sure where so he's pissed he's calling um He's on the phone to Steve McQueen, who we see has just gotten out of a shower, so he's all wet. But he has like a snazzy robe on. So they're talking. And the dynamic between Robert Vaughan and Steve McQueen is quite interesting because Steve uh, sorry, Robert Vaughan is trying to be like somewhat he's like trying to be like a dip, oh, a diplomat. I don't know, but he's he's like without explicitly saying it he he's, he's he's gives off or he basically says i can make or break you right i uh, you know oh well, you know cooperation could be good for the department you know oh it's uh, uh you could you could go up the ladder if you know write people type thing and steve mcqueen just doesn't really care and there is a bit at the end of the film where robert Vaughan turns up and steve mcqueen point blank blank says to him i don't like you so there's a little bit of power tension there so you got like the politician and the cop really uh, and there's a great bit where one of the captains is there with robert Vaughan and robert Vaughan says oh captain so-and-so wants to talk to you so he gives the phone over to the other the captain who gets it now this is a different guy than so it's like sort of Steve's captain and there's another guy who must be sort of like in with Rob Vaughan. His sort of guy. But the the scene is I, I did have a chuckle because he got the phone and the captain got the phone and said to uh Steve McQueen, Bullet, where's this body? Well, what have you done with this body? And you can just hear, like, the dial tone, like Steve McQueen has, has just hung up on the guy, which I thought was quite funny. Anyway, so Steve puts on a blue turtleneck. Great looking. He puts on a blue turtleneck. Uh, his lassie is there, and she's like, would you like any breakfast? And he goes, oh, just some coffee, thanks. He puts his blue turtleneck on. He puts on a brown jacket, where it's got, like, the patches on the elbows. And he has, like... Dark coloured trousers like chinos on and he's just looking fucking smooth just looking mint, really. Like oh just looking cool. Anyway, so he goes to do some investigating um and so the investigating bit is interesting so they're back at the him and uh Janetti. Is that what the guy was name guy's name was? Del Getty. Ah, uh, they go back to the hotel. Check it out, and they're there talking to the hotel, um, the reception guy. Must obviously take over at night. Now this is interesting because I would say the reception area of this hotel, pretty decent. Pretty, like it looks all right, but the room, uh, not great, not very good at all. So they're talking. And the guy, because they're asking the dude about uh, what did he see described as suspects. And he goes, the reception guy of the hotel's like, oh, well, they keep the lights off at night, you know, to save electricity (laughs) in the reception area. So he's like, oh, didn't get a great look. They do like a good cop, bad cop thing. And Steve's like, oh, he's about to take him downtown. And Dale Getty's like, oh, he's trying his best. Um, I was about to say gov, but, you always know, he's trying his best, and Steve's like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he could try harder, you know, and then he's like, oh, okay, come on downtown, and then, of course, then, bang, he flips, and he starts giving them information or being a bit more helpful. Anyway, he discovers, uh, they discover that somebody gets, uh, the guy turned up in a sunshine cab. So we see Steve McQueen, um, he is at a car wash, he parks up his car now, Steve. He drives a very nice dark green Ford Mustang. Nice, pretty, cool vehicle. If I'm honest, it go just and like, and he gets out of it right. And he has his turtleneck on, his blue turtleneck. He has his his like sports coat on, and I'm like, oh, '60s cool. Uh, it is. It is 60s cool. So he goes and he gets in a cab. And who's the cab driver? Robert Duval. Because when the... Basically, it's interesting, at the start of a film, basically, that's where all the credits are, pretty much. Who's who's in the film and all that? And I saw in the credits, Robert Duval, And I thought, who's he? Like, who's he in this film? But he's the taxi driver. So he and Steve drive around. Steve makes a few calls at a few... pay phone, Steve calls his snout, Steve calls his snout, and uh, they do a bit of driving around, so Steve goes and sees his, um, Steve goes and sees his uh, informer, who is wearing orange sunglasses, like orange glasses, you know if you see people who, they're, they're sort of like Safety glasses. But they're orange. <laughs> and the guy has an interesting like facial hair too. He has like the thin beard. Like the thing I don't know how how can I just I'll say a chin strap. Right. But it has a mustache. So it doesn't have the bit under the chin. Okay. But it's like the thin line along the chow, uh, along the chow, along the jawline. And it goes up into a mustache. So it's Whoops, interesting facial hair. I just uh, gave the mic a bit of a glance there. I apologise. So they have a bit of a talk. Steve does some investigating, gets back into the taxi. Now, whilst all this is happening, the two assassins are following. So Steve's getting tailed. And what could be happening next? Well, Steve gets back to the car wash, gets out, gets in his car, and he notices the... Assassin's vehicle. Now they are driving a black Dodge um, Charger. Black. It's got a black vinyl roof on it. So Steve gets in the Mustang, drives off, and we see them follow. And the music starts. So, doo-doo, 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 doo-doo. You know the uh, the car chase sort of dramatic music starts there's only there's only music in a few places in this film and i love it i do like it so the music starts and the i think the car chase in this film it's it's not a bad chase right but i think it's the build up to it like you know it's going to happen. So we're on board, so how it sort of starts is we're on board with the assassins following Steve. Now they lose him and they get to a road and they've got to make a decision. Are they going to turn left or are they going to turn right? So they turn left. I think. Yeah, they turn left. And they're just sort of driving around. And then there's a great shot where so we're in we're on the inside of their car, looking out the front window. And we see like sort of like in between the, the, the driver and the passenger seats type thing. And then we see in the rear view mirror but what turns up behind them but a green Ford Mustang. And then there's like a dramatic zoom in on in on the rear view mirror to be like, Oh, it's uh, Steve. Steve. So then we sort of then uh what happens? I believe We then switch to being on board with Steve McQueen. Anyway, so it's sort of things build up, and then all of a sudden, old mate driving the Charger just lights it up, the chase is on. So they hoon around San Francisco for a bit. Now, (laughs) the chase, it has one problem, and that is we see the same shot probably f- at least 3 times so we see them drive past a car on board with on board the, like with the charger and then we see that same shot again but the exterior view and then we see that same shot again but we're on board with Steve McQueen <laughs> so you see like i think it's a green VW beetle they drive past and they drive past like a beige or creamy coloured... I think it's a Pontiac. So we see that like three times. That would be my only gripe with the chase, is that they... I mean, they recycled that bit of footage, but it doesn't... It is it is what it is. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a late 60s film. What can you expect, really? Anyway, so I drive through town, and then they end up on... The highway on a, on a more sort of uh, bigger rural road. Well, sorry, rural road, highway. A guy on his motorbike goes down. Um, actually, there's a great scene where when they're still in town and the chase starts, so the guy takes off in a charger, he goes across the lane of traffic and Steve goes to follow him. But there's a guy like in a taxi blocking the road and he just sort of like flips him, <laughs> like flips Steve McQueen off. It's pretty funny before he can sort of like get going. So it's interesting because the chase starts, but it doesn't like he's they're not straight on it. So the charger just sort of old oh, mate just lights it up across the lane of traffic. But Steve McQueen has to negotiate that traffic before he can actually chase. So it, it in in many ways the chase it's it starts it starts, but then also it could just. End, like, as quickly as it starts. If Steve McQueen couldn't get through the traffic, the chase is over, pretty much. Anyway, so the, the chase happens. Now, if anybody's ever seen the film The Seven Ups, the guy who is the driver in this film... Oh, and he's in... Um, okay, so the guy who is the driver in this film uh, of the assassin's vehicle... Now, let me see uh, their name... Uh oh, I want to show me. It's uh, I think it's Robert Hickman now. He is the driver, stunt driver in this, and the, the driver of the uh vehicle. He sorry, Bill Hickman, Bill Hickman, whose name's Phil, yet we don't actually. I don't think that's revealed. But anyway, so he's the the driver in this vehicle. Now, if you've ever seen the film The French Connection, he is also in that. And he is the person who did, excuse me, the, the driving in that film, in the car chase. And there's another movie called The Seven Ups. And if you've ever seen that film, Bill Hickman is also in that, doing the work of a car chase. So if you wanted a car chase in the late 60s, early 1970s for your film, you get Bill Hickman to do it. Now, also, something that's interesting in this film and also as well as in the 7-Ups. So Bill Hickman has a passenger in both films, and the passenger shoots the following vehicle with a shotgun. So the assassin, he gets his shotgun together... He leans over, unrolls the rear window off the charger and shoots at Steve McQueen. Now, in the film, The Seven Ups, a similar thing happens. They're in a sedan that is getting chased, but uh, Bill Hickman's passenger in that film climbs over, gets in the back seat, shoots out the rear window at uh, Roy Schneider, uh, the guy from Jaws, uh, shoots at him because uh, he's the, the chasing detective in that film. But um, Anyway, yeah, so Steve shunts their vehicle, which then lands in, like, um goes into a heap of, I think it's like a fuel storage or something. I don't know. It blows up, catches fire, chases over. Next scene, Steve McQueen getting roasted by the captain. Yeah, Steve McQueen's getting roasted by his captain because we saw a little bit earlier Robert Fawn Um, Robert Vaughan sees Steve McQueen's captain when he's going to church with his family and says, you need, like, he's a, what does he do? It's not a subpoena, but he gives him, he serves him and he's like, Steve McQueen has to have my witness at court Monday morning, otherwise you'll be held responsible type thing. Um, And, uh... You know, the captain's, he's like, he's not happy about it. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so Steve gets roasted by the captain after the um, car chase. And he uh, is like, you got to tell me what's going on. So Steve, like, where's uh, where's the witness? So Steve McQueen tells his, his captain, and also Robert Vaughan's captain, he's there too uh and so Sever Queen's like well the witness is dead i've got him in the morgue under john doe like i didn't want anybody to know he was uh dead right cuz he wanted to catch like the assassins okay so the other guys like well you know these two people could be um you know two people in this accident a pursuit you've had they're dead how do we know that they're involved and Silver queen's like well i saw that the guy shot at me, okay, and he was at the hospital trying to, um, you know, kill the suspect. Like, they're, they're the two sort of assassins, the pros, as it were. And uh, so he gets a bit of a dressing down from the captain. He says, look, I've got a lead. So Steve McQueen um, is, he, he says to the captain, I've got this lead. Uh, the The suspect made a call. To a a motel. Uh so they're like, so what? Um, but they've got nothing really left to go on. So they go and uh Steve's like, I'm gonna check it out. Now keep in mind, so Steve McQueen he's he's back downstairs in the the police garage. I love a film that has a police garage in it. Big fan of a police garage. So, Steve McQueen's there, and he says to the guy, I need a car. He's like, we don't have any for you, Lieutenant. Hard cut to Steve McQueen being driven to the motel, uh, or, yeah, the hotel, whatever, by his... uh, Is she his girlfriend? I'll say his partner, right? In her Volkswagen Carmen gear. So... She drops him off at the reception, goes and parks the car. Steve McQueen goes in, says, I want to go to room, blah, blah, blah. The reception dude... Um, now, his, this hotel has a little bit more security, right, than the first one that we, the, well, we... Well, yeah, the first one we talked about, where the guy turned up and he was like, oh, yeah, Johnny Vegas, is there any letters here for him? This room, the guy's like... He says, oh, can you tell me where room blah, blah, blah is or can you tell me what room this person's staying in? And the guy's like, no, I can't. And Steve gets his badge out um, and the guy's like, oh, I'll call the room. So they're a bit more diligent with their – they're a bit more diligent with their the safety of their um, uh, security, which is nice. Isn't it? Which is nice. So that's fine. Steve, the guy's like, I'm calling, no answer. So they go to the room and they get there. Well, what happens is the reception guy's like, can you show Mr. Bullet to the, or the detective to the lieutenant, whatever, to, the, to room 126 or whatever it is. So we see that. Then we cut to Steve McQueen's girlfriend And a police car turns up, siren, parks, the guys get out and leg it. And um, so his partner gets out of the car and, like, follows the cops, follows them. Oh, also, just a quick snippet. We do see a smooth-looking guy before the police turn up. I think it's after the scene in the hotel reception. We see a guy leaving, like, the area where the rooms are. And then we then cut to Steve McQueen's wife. She's not his wife. Steve McQueen's girl in her car. Police turn up. She follows them in, goes into the room. Why? Why are you doing this? She follows them in, goes in. She sees a woman has been murdered, strangled. Steve McQueen, he's just very casual on the phone. Oh, yeah, it's a strangling. Um... She's been strangled, blah, 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 And he sort of looks around and he sees she's there. So he just puts the phone down and he, like, stands in front of her, takes her out of her room. And then it's, uh, there's a little bit of a scene where they're driving together. Steve is, um, Steve is driving the car and, um, they they pull over, she gets out and has like a bit of a moment because she's like, This is, I'm I'm amazed by this. And so they have a bit of a comp. She's like, Oh, geez, you're so like casual about it. What's the, why? Um, and, you know, she says something like, Oh, what are we going to, what's this going to mean for us in time? Very, like, in time. That's a great sort of British term to use. And he's like, Well, it's time now, I think is what he said. So, um, and then I did write here, right on my notes, did they break up question mark? Because the next bit is Steve's back at the station and they're going through, um, some bags of the, they're going through bags of, um, well, yeah, the, the, the luggage They're going through the luggage of the suspect. Well, the woman they've just seen murdered. And, uh, yeah, so they're going through those bags and they're like, hmm, okay, yeah, no passports or anything like that. Very interesting. So he says to um, Del Getty. Did I get that right? Hold on, I've got to check. Del Getty, yeah. So he's like, oh, I want a bit of information about blah, blah, blah. He's like, cool, goes outside Robert Vaughan's there and there's a bit of a, like, there's a bit of a a thing between them where, you know, Robert Vaughan's like, oh, you're going to, you're going to, does he, does he know this or not? Uh, He's like, oh, you know, you've got to admit that this happened under your supervision. Yeah, anyway, he's just doing shit. Steve McQueen's like whatever walks past him, not happy about it. Um, I think about a little bit is there a bit of autopsy stuff um, and blah blah blah. Anyway, so there was a great bit where they're in the office and a it's like a fax or it's probably a photo stat Could probably more would probably be a more appropriate term. So they have this machine. And it must have the, um, is it the graphite paper in it or the carbon paper? And it's, there's a telephone and the receiver is on top of this, I'll just use the term printer, and it's printing out information for them. So it's basically like a, um, excuse me, it's, so it's like a fax, really. They're getting a fax with information. So the guy gets it out, gets it out of the machine. Gives the fax to, uh, to, what's his name? Steve McQueen. He's like, oh, this is the lady. Um, so it's information on the woman. And then uh, another fax comes through. The captain and, like, Robert Vaughan have sort of turned up. And this is it because <laughs> this scene. So they're standing around waiting for the machine to finish printing off their information and there's just like a bit of tense silenceness between them all, which is sort of think it's interesting it's an interesting kind of scene because it, it seems so unnecessary and such like a filler that they're standing around waiting for this for their facts. However, it does add a bit of tension I think, uh, to the situation. So the guy, the fax comes out of the machine. The guy gives it to the captain. Or he sort of, is, he's like, give it to me. Don't give it to Stevo." Now this is information on the person or their witness who was murdered. So revelation, revelation happens right here. The person who they were sent to protect, Johnny... Smith or whatever, was not the person who they were actually there to, wait, The per- it was a different person, yeah, yeah, so Steve McQueen dryly says to Robert Vaughan, well, you sent us to protect the wrong person, you know, revelation, because they sort of figured it out that the guy they actually want set this other person up to be sort of like take take the fall the idea was they could both I guess escape but I went tits up and um, yeah and the person who was killed was um, the, the 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 if I could use the term innocent person or the mules' wife sort of so I guess this is how it's gone is The actual suspect and the fake witness have swapped places of sorts. Now the fake witness obviously being under the assumption that the Um The actual witness would come and like get them and the fake witness and their wife were going to go to, I think, Rome, because they had plane tickets and things in their bags. So, however, but what had happened was, obviously, assassins wanted the witness dead, so they turned up. Obviously, the fake witness knew somebody was going to come, but somebody came to and they killed him, right, and then the actual proper witness then killed the fake witnesses wife so then i guess they wouldn't talk to her to find out this switcheroo type thing that's happened have i explained that right it made sense in my head but then i started talking and i thought i don't actually know what i'm saying this is a long episode we're nearly 50 minutes in so that's fine there's not much left so they go to the airport it's now evening they go to the airport a lot of people at the airport i did think this would be interesting to film this, because, like, logistically, because they go into the airport, there's just fucking people everywhere, and that would be a nightmare, I can imagine. So they go to the airport, um, and they, they go to the plane, the flight to Rome, they scout it out, their suspect hasn't got on the plane, so Steve just grabs the phone from the desk behind the counter, and talks to uh who's he talked to he talks to whoever and he's like oh do you have a oh, london he talks of desk at london because i see on the board there's a flight to london leaving soon so they're like oh do you have a so-and-so on your plane and i obviously said yes you know he's just like literally just bought a ticket so or swapped his ticket or whatever and like cool and then he goes and talks to like he pushes a button and he's like air traffic control <laughs> thanks so the flight that is on the runway ready to take off for london gets taxied back to the airport. I have no idea. What sort of pull does the San Francisco Police Department have at the airport? Steve McQueen can just pick the phone up and be like, hey, air traffic control, that flight you've got going to London, bring it back to the terminal. I just was like, okay, he has that much power. So they get over to that terminal, over to that gate, Um. And uh, as they're there waiting for it, Robert Vaughn turns up, and he's like doing his bit of political spin to Steve McQueen, and Steve McQueen says, "I don't like you." Like, but go, go away. He, it's you know, in so many words. He ba- he basically tells Robert Vaughn to fuck off. Yo. Know, Get out of here. So Robert Vaughan, I think they sort of leave him there. They walk off. They get to the plane, um, and people are starting to, you know, file off, so they're there watching. Now Steve McQueen goes onto the plane. He eyes his suspect, and there's like a bit of a... There's a, a bit of a uh, eye contact. There's a touch a touch of eyes. There's, a, there's eye contact. So Steve goes... Um, Shuffles his way down the aisle. The guy, the suspect, gets off, uh, out of his seat, goes to the aisle, goes to the back of the plane, and then, like, escapes. So he jumps, he opens the rear door of the plane and jumps out onto the runway. So Steve follows him, jumps down onto the runway. This is the third chase of the film, and probably the most dramatic ending. I would say. It most definitely has the most dramatic ending. So they're on the runway. There's, this is interesting. So there's planes flying around. So there's a few scenes where like, a plane is coming. Steve McQueen lays on the runway and puts his hands over his ears as the plane like drives across him. So they run over the runway. The guy is in like a ditch. So Steve's on the edge. Oh, he takes his—he has his trench coat on, which he takes off. Now, I originally, I did think, what's he doing? But his trench coat is beige, but he has, of course, his brown coat, his brown jacket on underneath. So he has his dark trousers on. So he, I guess he does that so he's not um, as easily seen. Now, this next bit, I was amazed by it. But then I thought, it is 1968. The, you know, airport security was a bit more lax back then. I think it's, you know, it's only tightened up the last 20 years, right? So Steve... Oh sorry, so the, the, the guy he's chasing has a gun and, like, shoots at him. So Steve McQueen drops to the runway um, and there's a bit more foot chase happens and they end up back inside the terminal. So... The other, oh, forgot, what's his name, Janetti, he gets on the phone, he's like, oh, give me security, after, like, Steve legs it, because somebody on the plane goes and tells him, you know, uh, the stewardess, I think, goes and tells him, oh, this guy's legged it, so that's fun. So, we get inside the terminal, we see sort of, there's a bit of tension, because we get inside, and Steve is not sure, there's lots of people, he's looking around, sees his guy, follows him to the exit, Now, once again, tension. Tension builds up. Also, Steve McQueen casually walking around with a gun in his hand. I thought, surely somebody would yell, hey, it's a gun. So I was like, Steve, hand in your pocket with your firearm. If you need it handy, don't just have it by your side. I was like, that's unbelievable. Anyway, so we see, um, what's his name? Steve's assistant, Del Getty, uh, and the security guy, sort of at the at the exit. That's cool. And we see our suspect and uh our susp like our suspect sweating. Tensions are high. Then stuff goes off. Stuff goes off. So our assist, um, sorry, our suspect runs into like a security guy. And the guy is just like, oh, just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, geez, no, calm down, watch where you're going. And he like pushes him out of the way, goes to the exit. There's a uh, security guy outside. He shoots him right through the door, which he can't get out. He turns around, Steve McQueen's there, shoots the guy. in a cr- Like, he's a crowd of people around. Shoots the guy. The guy falls through the window. Oh, sorry, the door. It's a glass door. Like, back inside. Because there's... How it is, is like there's a door, a small, like, corridor bit, and then a door which then takes you outside. So our suspect is in between the, the two sets of doors. Steve shoots him. He falls... Uh, through the doors, like, uh, uh, build uh, interior inside side, and drama. I'm not sure what's going on with the cop on the other side that he's shot. He's probably dead, because um, Del Getty's outside, and he's like, not, you know, trying to defuse it all. And um, he just walks straight past the copper that they've killed. Oh, sorry, that the uh, suspect's killed. And so there's, like, people like, Ah! And then Steve takes his jacket off, puts it over the guy, like, over his face, because he's dead. Well, checks to see if he's dead, which he is. And then just, like, a random scene. We hear sort of, like, sirens and stuff, and then there's, like, we see Robert Vaughan get into his car and drive off, and he has a sticker on the back that says, Support your local police, and he's just there reading his paper. Like, okay. Um yeah so Steve Ice is the guy, and then we just the film ends like Steve goes home and uh, he goes into his, up like to the to the door of his house he goes inside there's a nice nice pan to the street where we see the yellow Carmen gear there. He goes up, opens his bedroom door, his uh gals there. And uh, Steve puts his, his gun like on the balustrade and then he goes into the bathroom, turns the tap on to do whatever. And um, a, like the classic sort of like looking in the mirror type stuff at himself. And then it just sort of like, we see his firearm again on the balustrade and then it's just like a... um um, But and then it just sort of fades and it ends. So it's like, is he going to give it... Is he? What happens to Bullet after this? Is he going to give it? Is he going to give it up? You know, does he love the girl? Who knows? Anyways, so that was Bullet. Um, I'm going to give it four out of five. Uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it four out of five toilet rolls. I do like Bullet. It's interesting. It's a, it's a Sort of a slow burn. Like, there's a lot of stuff happens. I thought in the first like 20 minutes, and then things happen, and then the end is quite an escalation. Uh, you could you could probably say. And there's some. I think there's some good tension sort of bits, like in good build ups to stuff. Like, I think the build up to the car chase is is pretty decent. Like when they sort of they're just sort of casually following each other around the streets, and then the guy who drives the charger just lights it up, and then it's on and the 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 power dynamic between Robert Vaughan uh Vaughan's character and Steve McQueen is Chalmers that's it uh, Robert Vaughan's character's name's Chalmers and of course uh bullet uh is quite interesting and quite good uh at times so yeah bullet i I like I enjoy bullet I enjoy bullet. Uh, you know, could it be shorter? Probably. Could it be better? I mean, you know, if if you watch a film and you sort of think that it can't be better, like there's no such thing as, as a perfect movie. I guess there's always things that could be changed or improved, but uh, yeah. And 1968, when I was watching it, I thought it's interesting that it's somewhat progressive that The Doctor, right, is a a coloured guy, which I was like a young coloured guy. I well, that's interesting, right? Giving the you know, just given the time the film was made, like the late sixties, and that um you know, Steve McQueen's partner, she works, but she's not just like a secretary or a nurse. Right. She is um like a She's a designer or she's an engineer or something or other like that. So she has a, a an interesting um, job, an interesting work. So, yeah, anyway, that's Bullet. Four out of five. I think oh, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, anyway, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this uh, episode it's an hour long wow and i will see you next time where i will be watching i'm not sure i have anything ah yes we'll be watching that which will be interesting anyway everybody thank you very much for listening and i will catch you later bye